We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, are we back to Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs? Trevor Lawrence thinks playing at Arrowhead's like going to the library... And the Chiefs are going to Germany. I wonder if they'll eat some schnitzel. Special guests include Michael Irvin at 10.30 and Dana Hughes at 11. Now two guys who wish Tony Dungy could be on the call for every game. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Oh, man, yeah, Tony Dungy uh, last Saturday night without Michaels. We played the, the call. They were not very excited to call a football game. It seemed like they were kind of dead inside when they were calling that football game. Oh, that's game. not what I was referring to. Oh, I was referring to Saturday night's game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that tweet he sent yesterday. I didn't see it. Hey, I, Tony I Dungy. No more tweet. It doesn't exist. Man. Tony Dungy. More like Tony Dunn. <laughs> G. <laughs> G. He tweet. could be done. I look. It looks like there's no tweet. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you know? Once you delete the tweet, it never lives on. Don't you know that? It's gone forever. You know, nobody has a screenshot of it or anything. I yeah, don't know I, I did know that actually. About. Yeah. I'm not sure what tweet you're talking about. Cody was a big fan of Tony Dungy. He probably just took a few more of those sleeping pills that always makes it talk like, you know, make him talk like he's barely awake. I am i can't believe anytime somebody chooses people in the broadcasting crew, they choose a guy that's like this. Hi, I'm Tony Dungy. This is an NFL football game. You're like, really? That's the guy? You couldn't find someone who would, I mean, they could scream less than me, but maybe just I think Kirk Herbstreit was already more on, energy. Kirk Herbstreit was already on vacation, so they couldn't ask if he could shift over and. Wait, Kirk Herbstreit is allowed to take vacation in the middle of an NFL? Well, in fairness, the game was on NBC. Al Michaels had a relationship there. Kirk Herbstreit's never done anything for NBC, to my knowledge. How how did NBC settle on Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett for the studio crew for the most watched television show in America every year? I don't know. Rodney Harrison was on it or still is kind of dust of stuff. The Jason Garrett one is even more egregious. They hired a corpse and a robot. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you decide which one's which. <laughs> There's no doubt that Jason Garrett waves like this, like where his hand's slightly cupped, like he doesn't know how to use it. Like he's the queen? Yeah. Like he doesn't know how his hand works. It's just too stiff and weird. <laughs> a reminder today, throughout the show, you'll have a couple chances to win another playoff prize pack from our friends at Rally House. As tomorrow... This time tomorrow, we will be out at Rally House at Overland Park, the Oak Park location from 10 to 2. And then Michael Massey, MJ Melinda is going to be co-hosting the entire 1 o'clock hour commercial free. That is tomorrow for Red Friday. And today, though, we're getting you ready as well. Throughout the show, there will be a sounder that is played. Nick hasn't even told us what the sounder is. He's going to surprise us and tell us which one counts. And whenever you hear that, you'll want to call in and have your chance to qualify to win an autographed Creed Humphrey football. That's today. But eight qualifiers throughout the show today. Whenever you hear a sounder, Nick will introduce the sounder to all of us at some point in this first segment of the show. So a lot of stuff to give away today. And then, of course, plenty tomorrow as well while we're out at Rally House, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it tomorrow. I can't wait. And, you know, although we're disappointed Nick had kicked out Vinny Pasquantino at the time. Yes. They've squashed their beef, so that no longer has to be an issue, which means we're just excited to welcome MJ Melissa and Michael Massey for an entire hour. Get an idea of the Royal stuff, but I want to I kind of get their feel outsider's perspective of the Chiefs playoff game against the Jags, right? Plus, let's see what they think about the, you know, the sound of Arrowhead for their first time out on Saturday. Yeah, we'll get to Trevor Lawrence's comments in, in just a little bit. You and I and, and everybody at the station is this time of the year where you start to get down to where there's only you know, a handful of teams left, and so everybody around the country is trying to to get a perspective, for example, on the Chiefs. And so you've done some radio hits this week. I've yeah. done some radio hits. And every hit I've done, Cody, I've been asked, so do Chiefs fans view this as Super Bowl or Boston? Is that where we're at now? 
My answer to that is, well, yes. Now, now when you go 14 and three and you're the number one seed, yeah, we're back to Super Bowl or bust in this city. Because I, I do think before the season started, knowing uh, the thought process that maybe they were going to take a slight step back, they're going to try to set themselves up better for the long term with the cap, which they still have done. But maybe there was a chance you were going to fall back a little bit. Not that they were going to miss the playoffs or anything, but you're going to fall back a little bit. When you win 14 games, man, and you're the number one seed uh, and you have the MVP as your quarterback, no, like it's, this it's, year's it's, MVP, not just yeah. like won an MVP or at any point this year. It's back to Super Bowl or bust. A hundred percent for me. Am I, am, I'm curious where everybody's at. 913-586-7610. But everybody's asked me that question whenever I do the hits. And I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's Super Bowl or bust. Outside of Tyreek, what about the roster isn't? Because they're a little young on defense? Well, they can't afford everybody. We've established that. The only thing they did in the moving away from Super Bowl or bus conversation this offseason was move on from Tyreek Hill. But they are the number one offense in the NFL. If that status has been maintained, then the, the opinions around the team are different. You could have told me before week one if you had said, hey, Chiefs losing an AFC title game to Cincinnati or Buffalo, I'd have been like, you know what? That sounds about right. They would have, you know, changed the course of their team by getting rid of Tyreek. They would have, what we said at the beginning, taken a half step back to move 10 steps forward, right? They're playing the long game. They're doing the Patriots way. They care about a 10-year window. They're 14-3. and three. They have the best record in the NFL. They're tied for it, but they have the best record in the NFL. And like you said, the MVP and Andy Reid, there is no way in hell it's not Super Bowl or bust. The, I don't even, honestly, I'm not even sure how you would get to the opposite argument because then you'd still have to argue the absence of Tyreek, but they're the number one offense. There's nothing else outside of they went super young on defense that would indicate that. And honestly, that made them more Super Bowl or bust. That old aging defense from the last couple of years ago wasn't going to solve the problems. They had gotten too old. They went refreshed to try to stay on top. And look, expectations can change as the season goes on. I mean, that's, it happens all the time. I mean, the, the Philadelphia Eagles coming to the season, I would imagine, weren't Super Bowl or bust, but you're, I guarantee you they are in Philly right now. Like, going into the season, nobody thought Jalen Hurts was going to be a legit MVP candidate. You may be yeah. more excited about the A.J. Brown trade and adding some weapons for uh, Jalen Hurts, and maybe the expectation was win the NFC East and make a little run in the playoffs. I bet you it wasn't Super Bowl or bust. Now it probably is in Philly. It certainly is in Kansas City. Buffalo, we know it was Super Bowl or bust already before this season started. Oh, it started. was for sure. Cincinnati, when you were in the Super Bowl the year before, it's Super Bowl or bust again. That's just kind of how it works. Especially because you won your division. You were a top three seed again. You were one of the best teams in the AFC again. There are three teams in the AFC that applies to. There are three teams whose season, if they don't get to the Super Bowl, are going to be disappointed. Look, Jacksonville can claim they're disappointed, but if Jacksonville loses, either on Saturday or next week, they've had a successful year. Things went well. As good as you could have expected, as a matter of fact. The NFC side is way more open because Eagles are definitely there. And the problem is the Cowboys are almost getting there by default. The Cowboys have had Dak Prescott too long. They've been too good of a team for too long to not eventually be like, look, you got to do something for us here. you got to at least get to a Super Bowl. What are you paying Dak all this money for, right? They eventually run. And, you know, you've got Micah Parsons on a rookie deal. they got a lot of things working for him in that regard. But it feels like the three teams that it matters to the most are probably those three. But I don't know. Again, the only opposite side of that argument is if you really think that this is still the step back year. And I don't know how you get there with a 14-3 and three record. Once that, Just that yeah. alone shows up. And nobody I, thinks they're like the Vikings at 14-3. and three, No, you know? it's not a fraudulent 14-win team by any means. I think it's a fair point from the 816 on the text line that is, hey, now that you also know you're not going to have to play – the Bills and, yeah, the, and, yeah, yeah. and the Bengals, like it also sets it up for that same scenario where the path, yeah, it's it's the teams in the AFC are better now than what they were when you won in 2019. I think we all agree with that. But the path, fortunately, you're not going to have to go through Cincy and Buffalo. You're going to go through Jacksonville and then either Cincinnati or Buffalo, and then who knows, right, on the NFC side. Now, I do think as well the entire playoff field, you could argue, is more difficult now in 2022 than what it was in 2019, not just on the AFC side, but yeah, the probably. NFC side. Like, if, if well, they, so, you know, going back on the night, the 2019 AFC side didn't end up being all that murderous. Well, definitely not on the AFC side, but even the, the 49ers team that the Chiefs faced. You know, let's say they fa- let's say the Chiefs are fortunate against the Super Bowl this year and they play Philly. Uh, Jalen Hurts, an MVP candidate at quarterback, and that roster is far more talented than what the Chiefs faced against the Niners. I would. I argue. think so. 
And so that that's what's interesting. It's it's Subaru bus, but the actual path to get there in some ways is still more challenging, even because just the quality of opponents. Yeah, but I mean, the quarterbacks look, look through it now just to get to the Super Bowl. All you have to do is beat one really good team. That's not that bad, man. That's pretty good. That's a nice day's work. And if you get to the Super Bowl, no matter who you get to the Super Bowl against, I'm pretty sure you're going to have the decided quarterback advantage. Well, yeah. Jalen Hurts has had a re- not just not like not I just mean, a quarterback advantage. I think it'll be easier than whoever you face in the AFC title game, if that makes sense. No matter who it is, they're going to be worse than the team you just beat at quarterback. Dak, certainly if it's Brock Purdy, right? I mean, you know that you're better than where he is right now. Then if you go to Jalen Hurts, he's having an MVP type season, but he's in he's only in the first year of being able to do it. Their roster, as you've pointed out, is is definitely, you know, better. But it's just like, you know, there's so many there are so many other parts of this that just scream the Chiefs had to do it. So that Bengals one is actually really good. Because for some reason they had to play in the wild card round, maybe we'd be having a different conversation. Let's say they went 14 and 3 and so did Buffalo. But they had to play the wild card round, and then they had to take on Cincinnati, and then they had to take on Buffalo, and then they were going to beat whoever the hell made it out of the NFC too. You know, it might be a little harder to make the argument for Super Bowl or bust, but I just feel like the second you go... We win 14 games. <laughs> yeah, and look, Rita Mahomes is going to make yeah. me feel that way almost every year, Sure, but I understand the expectations to be a little more reasonable depending on at what stage your roster is in. But the roster is in a really good stage. A lot of your offensive weapons aren't going to be here next year, right? Who You can't even promise that Juju will be around anymore. You can't be promised that Orlando Brown... Like, that's the other part about a Super Bowl or bust is how many of these guys might not be on your roster next year? Chris Jones, Juju, like who we don't know, but some of these guys could be gone. Well, you got to take advantage of the roster as good as it is. Well, that's even a different question, right? Like who has the most pressure in the AFC to go and win a Super Bowl? It's not to me. It's not even though it's Super Bowl bust for KC. I, it's the Bills. The Bills by far it's have the, the most pressure to go and get to a Super Bowl and win one. I mean, it's not even close based off of what they did this offseason. Uh, Von Miller acquisition. I understand he's hurt and not going to play the rest of the year, but that was a all in chips to the middle of the table type of move for the Buffalo Bills, and look, it might end up, all their moves they made might end up with them in the Super Bowl. We'll see. They got a tough game against Cincinnati, of course, this weekend, and then they will either, uh, you know, host the Jags, or most likely they're going to play in a neutral site game against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in Atlanta. I mean, that seems where it's headed. Now, Trevor Lawrence is going to have to come to Arrowhead. Trevor Lawrence started been to Arrowhead this year, but he hasn't played at Arrowhead in a playoff atmosphere. Here's what uh, Trevor Lawrence had to say about coming to Arrowhead this weekend. Obviously, the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly. Can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here in Jacksonville. I know there's a slightly longer piece of that quote in which he talks about, you know, the loudness of stadiums or whatever. But, you know, I think he meant that. He meant it the way you heard it, Cold. It won't be much louder than Jacksonville. Why do people fall into this trap? That's really what it comes down to. I, I, you know, like people say things, but just one forty-two point two, man, one forty-two point two. I don't. I'm pretty sure that hasn't happened in Jacksonville before. I, don't, I mean, maybe I haven't tried, but I don't think it would have happened. Again, in I still maintain I've never seen a Jacksonville Jags fan in my life. Still, have never met Nick, one. Have you? Have you ever still, met a single Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars fan? No, I've seen. I think I've seen people wearing Jaguars jerseys, but I don't know if that means that they're Jags fans. Well, who would be wearing a Jags jersey? Probably probably I think Jags I've fans. seen someone wear. For like, funsies. I think I saw someone wearing a Paul Puzlesny jersey one time. <laughs> that feels like they're a Penn State fan, and it has nothing to do with Jacksonville at all. They just want to support I, 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 their I, I, Nittany Lions player. Yeah, I love the fact that he said it, though, because, of course, it's something that's going to rile up the Chiefs fan base, and, and not that Arrowhead wasn't already going to be rocking on Saturday afternoon, but I got Chiefs fans take that personally. I love it. And so that clip, to me, is a good thing, actually, that it exists, that it's out there that he said that. It's good for, yeah, I mean, it gives a little bit of juice to the fan base, but I mean, it's the same thing. We've known over the last couple of years, the Arrowhead effect is a little bit less from a win-loss percentage than it's been at other times. I think that's largely because teams have kind of gotten used to playing in these road atmospheres, and there is still a limit to what, you know, like you've talked about it. It's hard for it to feel like the 90s Arrowhead sometimes. There's a couple of moments when it certainly does feel that way, and if you invite that back into your room, if... Trevor Lawrence has invited that back, then we're having a very different, you know, like that's a very different conversation. And so for me, it's just a matter of whether or not 
he <laughs> is going to regret it. To me, th- th- they're going to have a false start. They're going to make a mistake because that's what really loud environments do. The one thing I'll give Trevor Lawrence a little bit of credit on is he probably is used to playing in very loud buildings. He played high-level college football. I'm sure some of those games were in very yeah, noisy Arrow, Arrow environments. Arrow as close to a college, big-time college atmosphere as you'll find in the NFL. I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, it's one of the toughest places to play. Everybody, everyone still acknowledges it. Whether he likes it or not, he should probably just avoid it. Normally, I would just say, and honestly, this game needed something. There was no juice, right? There was no trash talk. There was no juice. He started so well. He started by saying, you know, it's one of the best home court, uh, home field environments in the NFL. I was like, hey, this guy gets it. And then all of a sudden, it was just, but, I mean, it's probably not any louder than ours. You know what it is, is, like, if... If you had... I think he any, was trying to, like, pump up his own fans and be like, no, our fans are great, too. If anyone had... Like, if we had gone through a ranking, and this was, like, an ESPN personality who was saying this about Trevor Lawrence, the one that would make us laugh the hardest, outside of, like, St. Louis, who doesn't have an NFL team anymore, would have been Jacksonville, right? Like, he'd have been like, you know, I think that it's pretty close in Buffalo to Arrowhead. You'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. sure, Josh Allen, that makes sense. If he'd be like, I, you know, I feel like in Minnesota, it's really close to what they have. You'd be like... You know, bit of a stretch, but okay, fine, we get it. But when you say Jacksonville, we all take them as a joke franchise. I mean, it's like them, and a it, it, they, there's like three franchises that you just can't ever say that about. It's yes. them, it's the Chargers, and honestly, at this point, the Raiders because it's not even really home games when they right. play there. And probably like the Cardinals, you'd be like, in Arizona, nobody even lives in that state until they're sixty. They like move there at sixty. Oh. There's no one under the age of twenty-five who lives in is. Arizona. There it is. They all just move there eventually. No one's born there. They only die in Arizona. So maybe they're fans. Wow. But it's a very limited number of it's a very limited number of fan bases that would make us openly laugh at the idea that it's almost it's pretty much the same. Jacksonville's one of them, and I get it. They had a very loud home atmosphere for a home playoff game. You're right, though, about the, the juice, if you will, heading into this game. It's It hasn't felt like there has been as much as maybe you would typically expect for a divisional round playoff game. Yeah. Because divisional round weekend in the NFL is one of the best sports weekends of the year. If you just consider what's on the line and you're getting, you, I mean, you are getting the best teams in the NFL and it's great all day Saturday. Uh, and, and of course, the games on on Sunday as well. Like So there there hasn't been a ton of juice to it. Is it because it's just it's Jacksonville like. What is, there to, is there, what is there to quote unquote hate about the Jags? There's not some history between the two franchises or it's not like they're playing, you know, Cincinnati, of course, with what's going to come next week. If the chiefs face them and look, I always laugh. We said this early in the week, the chiefs, uh, they can't of course overlook the Jags, but I, I can absolutely talk about a potential AFC title game. I can talk about uh, playing Buffalo and Atlanta. I can talk about hosting Cincinnati and Mahomes trying to avoid going Owen four against Joe Burrow and company. We know there'll be plenty of juice if the Chiefs go to a title game one way or the other. It's the AFC title game, Super Bowl trip on the line, and there's plenty of storylines with either team. There just isn't a ton of storylines between the Chiefs and Jags. They played a pretty boring game (laughs) earlier this year in which one team definitively was the winner and nothing weird or unusual or spectacular happened other than Patrick Mahomes was great. And there's no trash talk. No one's out here being like, no one, like what What you need is one Jags defensive lineman to say, no one thinks we can win this. Like, okay, cool. I mean, you're right, but also like, say it. Come on, man, take a chance. But Doug Peterson is cut from the Andy Reid cloth. You know what Doug also likes to avoid for his teams? Controversy. He does the same things Andy does. Shut up, play the game, and we will try to get some win somehow, right? Don't worry about what these people say. Just play the game. And I think that there's some part of it that, exist that way where they're trying to avoid it. But it does feel like we're just like crawling into this game on Saturday. I'm like, I'd like some controversy between the two of you. And I don't think we're going to get it, man. We're just going to have to wait for the game. Here's here's, a spin zone here for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if you saw this. I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. They had him mic'd up during a game and people were giving him a lot of crap because he is the worst trash talker on field ever. Really? Wait, yeah. worse than Philip Rivers? No, no, no. Yes, because here's the thing that like guys would say about Philip Rivers. Even Chris Jones said this about Philip Rivers, like that he would never cuss, but they loved, tr- but he would really go after you, and he was really intense. Whereas Trevor Lawrence is seems like I, I probably should start talking trash. Let me let me <laughs> give this a shot. And he was like, "Hey, hey, you guys, hey, we're gonna 
we're, we're kicking your butts, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Hey, guy. And he's on the sideline, like, hyping his own team up. And he's saying, like, hey, come on. They, they can't, they can't compete with us. Oh, we, we're no. going to kick, we're going to kill them. And I was like, oh, God, you just. I didn't know started. Trevor Lawrence has more of a Southern accent than I realized. I feel like Nick sounded oh, a little. Oh, yeah, uh, he's from, he's I know, from the area. I, yeah, he's from Georgia. From Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'll find, I'll find a clip for you. And then you'll be like, oh, wow. And Nick, Nick nailed it. We'll, we'll feel like after we hear Trevor Lawrence talk, we'll feel like you nailed that impression. Yeah, I mean, we did just hear him talk. No, but then, but then you'll obviously the environment and the atmosphere doesn't sound much. Doesn't sound no, much but he, you know, in the trash talk, maybe he sounds a little different. Yeah, he does. He does. He takes on a set. He he's doing a character. What's the uh, magic sounder that people need to be listening to, though, Nick? You haven't told us what it is. This yeah, will be their, yeah, no, I, be their chance uh, to I'll just play it for you. Can register to win. To register to win a Creed Humphrey autographed football. So not this, not right now, but when you hear this sounder throughout the show, that okay. is your cue to call in. And how do you guys want to do it? We'll do uh, the sixth caller. Sixth caller. Sixth caller all day. We'll keep it consistent. When you hear this sounder, you will automatically register to win a Creed Humphrey football when you hear this. My body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different. <laughs> well, I mean, look, Juju Smith-Schuster, hey. the, uh, the last time they played, he uh, got concussed and got hit pretty good and dirty hit and, by Andrew Sisko. And here's the pro- Here's the thing. It was between two clips, and I figured you guys would appreciate that clip over the second place uh, finisher in this competition. Walker told me I had stop, 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 I figured stop, you wouldn't stop. love me playing that eight times today. I would no, not. No, that wouldn't have been good. I thought you were going to, I thought there was a third choice. No, third that option. was not, that would have, that would have been, that would have killed us in the race. There wasn't a third choice. You didn't think about using. Whopper, whopper, no. whopper, whopper. I did not. No. I did not consider that one. Okay. So anytime you hear the first sounder, the Juju Smith-Schuster ad, uh, that's okay. when you want to be the sixth caller at nine one three five eight six seven six ten, and Nick will qualify you to win that autographed Creed Humphrey football. It's as simple, as simple as that. Thinking of Nick, though, we know Nick was in Germany, and guess what? We all thought this was going to happen, but the Chiefs and the NFL officially confirmed this morning that the Chiefs will play in Germany next year for one of their games. It will count as a home game. We don't know if they're going to play in Frankfurt or Munich. The NFL hasn't announced that. Of course, the schedule and all that's going to wait till what May or so for it to come out, but. I, my guess is the Detroit or Chicago game, but we'll see. But the Chiefs are going to play in Germany, man. That's exciting. Now, we did kind of know this was coming, but it's also, like, at this point, because at this point, you're just going to be like, cool, they're playing in a new place, kind of looking forward to seeing a game at 9 a.m., right? Because the alternate option for this is to still continuing fighting the international games, and that's a losing battle. Because the Chiefs have played in Mexico City and in London, and now they're playing in Germany. And don't be surprised if they play in Italy or some uh, other foreign country in the next four years as well. Yeah, I thought I saw that the Chiefs were, were is it true? I think they were the first team to play in Germany way back when anyway, against in Berlin. Oh, maybe. I believe they like were when the they were doing the, the NFL Ram. Europe? Yeah, they, like America's Bowl or whatever. Remember, they used to play games in Tokyo and stuff. I wish just because, like, the Chiefs don't have alternate jerseys, right? And we understand that they're trying to make their brand in, Ger- in Germany, so they're not going to do it. But for them to wear an old, like, Frankfurt Galaxy jersey no, or helmet, no, come on! No, 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 no. One time? Who cares? No, you're trying you to... see me in the Chiefs jersey all the time. Yeah, but, I mean, Adam, like, you, you said it yourself. Why would we want... They have no your, alternates. Your, your whole point is to brand yourself in Germany. All of a sudden, you're going to wear a Frankfurt uniform? No. You're already branded now, in Germany. One talk... Frankfurt Galaxy jersey. No. That's what I want. If you want to talk about branding, like... Find just the, Tommy Townsend wears the it. Matt, the, the Matt helmet. And all that, you know, I'm on board with that. We've talked about that for a while. The black matte helmet. With They're the, never going to the do anything else outline. like that. But not in, Ger- in Germany. If anything, they're trying to make sure people recognize the Chiefs logo and like that's what they associate it with and know that that's the Chiefs and there's huge marketing opportunity there. So next year, uh, we're all going to Germany. Right? Nick, what's your advice for anybody who might be traveling to Germany for this game? Now, you've only been to one of these two cities. So you I- can only really give us advice for Munich. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's pretty universal advice. It's not as though the <laughs> culture is all that different. I mean, there are... I mean, minor differences, but in terms of like travel, the things that you would actually care about, there's no language barrier. So don't worry about having to learn. I'm not kidding. Don't worry. If you go to a major city in Germany, everybody there is going to speak English. So you're good on that. Um, you know, save a lot of room for sauce. I mean, like, I know, I know it's like stereotypical. Save like, they're like, oh, everybody eats sausages over there. No, dude, but they're incredible. They're incredible. Um, try to find the unpasteurized beer because it's awesome. They serve they serve Budweiser over there. It's not affiliated with American Budweiser, 
And, you know, the same reason why you can't, like, smuggle, like, French cheese into America. It's because it's unpasteurized and we don't allow that here. So good. So good. Mm. So just find some beer and find some sausages and some schnitzels and just go to town. <laughs> That's your advice? Well, what, I mean, you, I like... mean, give me pointed questions. If you have questions, like, then I'll, I'll, I'll answer them. But... What was your favorite uh, restaurant you ate at in Munich? Um... We did a lot of beer halls in Munich. Like we didn't do a lot of like sit what down. What was your fam- favorite beer hall in Munich? The big, the Hofbrauhaus. It's the big. It's the it's the really famous one. It's it's just like a giant beer hall where they serve two types of beer, light and dark, and you just sort of sit down and and eat. Oh yeah, go to a food truck and try horse. Excuse me. I didn't, but you should try it. Excuse me. Try horse. Yeah, try it. That is not endorsed by Cody and Gold. Let's be very clear here. That is not a show endorsement. Listen, it's a a, horse. It's a cultural thing. They eat horse. It's a cultural thing. When they were going through the war, like there, there was great famine, and so they had to start eating horse. No. Well, I don't have to learn a little bit. Learn a little bit about their culture. Would it kill you guys? Would it kill you guys to care about anybody other than America? Meat you've eaten. Gold. Now it's definitely horse for me. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I assume mine is like shark. I can't think of. No, I don't mean. I haven't had any exotic I want to make, uh, wanna make uh, one meat. thing perfectly clear. It was not good. <laughs> Tasted like, kind of like bologna. Hmm. Mm. Not interested. So there you go. Nick's advice for Germany. They do make a mean goulash uh, over there. <laughs> so I oh, hear. wait. Goulash is better there? It's not like the goulash you were served in. It grade school cafeteria it's literally just like beef shoulder that's slow cooked that sounds good yeah uh, it's our, actually really our good. nfl playoff covers brought to you by metro ford view our inventory online at kcmetroford.com up next we chat with a hall of famer a three-time super bowl champion michael irvin we'll get his thoughts on what the chiefs need to look out for against jacksonville and his dallas cowboys found a way to get it done you're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, just getting started here on a Thursday. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. We'll get to Nick's notable notes in about 15 minutes or so. Also, again, be listening for that sounder that Nick played in the first segment of the show. That'll be your cue to call to be qualified for a Creed Humphrey autographed football. Get you set for the postseason. But uh, let's go right out to the 610 hotline and welcome in our Odyssey NFL insider, the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champion, Michael Irvin. And insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL dot com today michael always great to have you on the show man i I gotta start with the dallas cowboys though not one not two but four missed extra points what was going through your mind on monday night right not one not two not three but four (laughs) 
Dude, and let me tell you, because I, I was at the game for one of the first games I got for the Cowboys. I was supposed to shoot first take and get on the plane to get to New York to do inside the NFL, you know, but I talked them out of it. I said, no, 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 guys, I got to stay here. I got other stuff to do. And, and then I'm going to get on a plane tomorrow morning and come up there. They had to push back the taping and everything. But so I'm at the game. And, and, and he misses. I'm, I'm really doing box-to-box appearances. You know, this box appeared first quarter. That box appeared second quarter. This box appeared the third quarter. So after he misses, I got to get ready to change box. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking, right, walking to the next box. I get on the elevator. He misses one. I'm on the elevator. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm talking in tongues. <laughs> this motherfucker, he does that again. I look up. Some people, I must have been saying it pretty loud. I got people with their phone videotaped. I said, okay, everybody, listen, listen. I don't know what I just said about Mara. So nobody, please don't post that. Please don't post it. Because it was a... Yeah, it got me in some trouble. I called them everything. Everything. Boy, you miss another one. You must have coming down that football field. Boy, I don't know what I'm going to do. I tell you what, it's Tom Brady on the other side. We ain't got time to be leaving no point on the football field when the greatest of all time is right over there and he getting the quarterback there. He getting the football next. Stop messing around. You know how y'all say, stay away from the kicker. I'm about, hey, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a, I, I, I read this. Somebody tweet, somebody DM Maurer. Uh, uh, Mar, they DM'd him and they said this to him, right? They said, "Boy, if you miss another extra point, I'm still go the rest of these playoffs. I'm gonna come <laughs> and stick my foot so far up your, uh, up your boy. Every time you spit, it's gonna be a toenail in there. You know what I'm saying? He said, every, he said, every time you spit, it's gonna be a toenail in the spit because I'll put my foot so far up your booty if you don't, if you miss." I said, boy, these people are crazy, but that's how I felt. Is there a lonelier place in an NFL locker room, Michael, than being a kicker after missing a bunch yeah. of kicks at halftime? <laughs> well, when you win, it comes out okay because it's a joke. But the lonely, yeah. lonely, lonely role is if you lose, you know, miss those kicks. I mean, people are looking at you like, whoa, it's a whole different thing, man. All we need you to do, we don't need, all we need you to do is get that little piece of leather through those goalposts. That's all. We ain't gonna let about this. That's all. It's a foul if anybody touches you. It's a penalty if anybody hits you. Just get that darn ball through them goalposts and stop playing around. We also heard Jerry Jones talking after the game. He said he was discussing hunting techniques with you. Uh, what, what's the story that you mentioned? Uh, rubbing noses in the blood of the opposing. <laughs> what's the, what, what was that all about? I was, I was trying to share with Jerry about the uptick that comes when you win a game like. The, the uptick is all that publicity and all the notoriety you get when you knock off a Tom Brady. It'll be instantly felt now by this by these group of people, by these kids because of Instagram. You don't know the uptick when I was playing because there's a few media outlets that handle it. Now that it's individual. Yesterday I wasn't on first take. I I, I was I was I was I was I was shooting inside the NFL. So I couldn't do first take, but I saw it instant, the instant response. I don't have to wait to know some bring back ratings. I saw the people on social media. What the hell is this? Where is Michael? What is going on with this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you get instant response to what's going on now. The Cowboys get, get an instant response. And I said to Jerry, this kind of win can be like how they train the hunting dogs. You know how they train hunting dogs. They train the dog to hunt. By taking a dog, all right, and 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 and, and they get they, they make the kill, and they smear the dog nostrils in the blood of the kill. They smear all, and the dog gets such a thirst for that blood. They call this hunting technique first blood. I said when you win a game like this, this is like that because you get such an uptick from it instantly that it's like first blood, and hopefully. They are, they're so thirsty for more of it that it makes them hunt, hunt, and hunt, and win, win, and win. It's called first blood. Now, 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 I know about these hunting techniques. Somebody said, Michael, how many times have you grabbed a gun? How many times have you went hunting? <laughs> I said, with well, a gun, none. 
But I went hunting with a glass of vodka in my hand in them clubs, like a mother brother, if you know what I mean. I was hunting like Daniel Boone in that mug. You see what I'm saying? So I know about hunting, just not with a gun. Flipping to the AFC side, Michaels. We're speaking to the Hall of Famer Michael Irvin here on Cody and Gold. Uh, Chiefs fans, here in Kansas City, I think everyone preferred the Jags. We didn't want to see the Chargers a third time. We didn't want to get Justin Herbert again. We were kind of asking for the Jags. Should we be right. – is, that, is that guilty? Should we be worried about that? We're the worst people in the world. We're the worst. Why do we think we can figure out the best way to get our team to the Super Bowl? That's why I, last Sunday I kept saying, we won't come. We won't come. We won't come. Everybody said, man, you won't come, right? Yeah, we won't come. Why you Because I know we've been averaging 30 some points a game. They've been averaging 14, 15. I know 30 beats 14, 15 all day. We won't talk. We won't talk. You see what I mean? They're just like y'all over We want the Jags. We want the Jags. Because you try to map out that path, the best path for you. Now, they're all going to be hard. Ain't no easy path. That's why I say the best path that you think from the matchup standpoint. And yeah, I'm with you on that. That Charger game would have been hard because they know you so well. Why do you think those games, all those games, Miami wasn't supposed to play Buffalo like that? Baltimore wasn't supposed to play Cincinnati like that. They had backup quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks in playoff games, but it was a division. And when you're in a division, you play each other so much, things are different, they're more difficult. That's what I'm talking about right there, buddy. When you look at the AFC, I kind of view it as like we're pretty much the AFC's. If you're another team, you're kind of screwed, Michael. It's it was Brady, it was Manning, and it was Roethlisberger for 20 years in the AFC. And I feel like between yeah. Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, the rest of the AFC is getting ready to do the next thing. And Trevor Lawrence is just the placeholder, if it will. Right? He's just going to be the fourth guy who's in there every year with the other three. Well, you you hope you hope it remains that way. You know, but, but, but for you, you guys don't have to. Patrick is the one everybody's chasing, so he'll stay in the fight all the time. That's where everybody's mimicking up. That's where everybody wants to be is Patrick. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, they've earned their way in there. Uh, it's interesting you just that we don't talk about a guy that you just mentioned, Justin Herbert. I always found that interesting. that We, don't speak, we speak of Justin Herbert talent-wise in that same class, but we don't talk about him in that manner of is he going to be able to dethrone the king, the god of, of quarterbacking over there in Kansas City. We don't put him in that throw. And I think it's because he hadn't won the big games yet. You know, you lose that game against the Raiders last year, end of the season. You lose you lose it this year. You know, you just you gotta win some big games before we put you in there. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, they've done that and gotten their teams. That's why Talk about, but we got guys. That's why we talk about them. But we got guys with talent that can even get in that group, like the Justin Herbert. If, if, if Tua, if Tua gets back, the Tua again. AFC is insane at quarterback. So I know y'all would like to think it's just going to be Josh Allen and 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 and, and Joe Burrow. But trust me, y'all gonna have more battles, battles than just those two. If Tua gets back on this field, and I believe he will. If Tua gets back on this field, Trevor Lawrence, like you talked about getting going right now. And Justin Herbert, when they get him a new coach and they win a few of those other games that they haven't won lately, all of those guys are going to come in that conversation. We're talking to our Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Irvin. In Kansas City, it seems to be pretty split right now. If Kansas City beats Jacksonville, would you rather see Buffalo at a neutral site or be at Arrowhead against Cincinnati? I said I'd rather... Uh, take on Buffalo because of what Cincinnati's done to Kansas City, even if that means you got to go to a neutral side in Atlanta against the Bills. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I just don't like the whole confident thing that the Bengals have right now against Kansas City. Right now, everybody else sees Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as the boogeyman. But Kansas City Chiefs, don't, I mean, the Buffalo, uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals don't see that. Cincinnati Bengals feel pretty confident that they can go in there and get it done. And it's all about matchups. They match up well. They're the best. Like, think about this. Kansas City has some trouble with Tennessee because of the physical run game. But in the end, you're going to beat Tennessee because they don't have the pass game. You see what I mean? Sometimes Buffalo, Buffalo, you have problems with Buffalo because of the pass game and Josh Allen. 
But I don't think you Buffalo can beat you because they really don't have that physical run game. Can't see, but the Bengals, they happen to have it both. They got a vaulted passing game with those receivers and Joe Burrow. And they can come hard, run downhill with, with, with Mixon and Primes, you know, P-Rimes. So, yeah, yeah, that makes it a tough battle for Kansas City. Michael Irvin, always great to have you on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Always good to be here, buddy. Always good to talk, man. And ain't nothing greater than talking football this time of year. I'm about to watch that Week 10 matchup again right now while I'm working <laughs> out between that 27-17 score, right? 27-17, if I remember correctly. That, that Week 10 game, 27-17. So I'm about to go into studying that right now. That's why it was perfect that I could talk to you before I opened the books on the track and study. But I'm going to get ready for some playoff football early. There you go. Michael Irvin, Insider Calls, presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. There's a lot, lot to diagnose in there. I love there. having Michael on the show. I do too. I don't know if there's a ton to diagnose, <laughs> but I think, oh, I think later on, later in today's show, we <laughs> maybe pull the three best moments from that, from that interview. Okay, so one <laughs> of the best was saying, I know people are saying like, Michael, you've never been hunting, uh-huh. and he said, No, I went hunting with a glass of vodka in my hand in the club every week, and you're like, That's a tremendous. I'll bet. And, and, that's and a you know what? I'll line. bet he shot to kill. You know, he aims to kill. And I and I think he's probably pretty successful. I think he probably bagged a few ten pointers. If you know I what I mean. I think so. I think so as well. I don't think you're wrong on that one. And then of course uh, he was at the Bucks uh, Cowboys game on Monday night, and I can only imagine he said some of the words he was dropping as Brett Maher was. Please don't those post extra this points. to social media. <laughs> it's like such a great thing to say to people <laughs> as you're oh, just like man. mad in an elevator about the kicker. I'm stunned the video didn't make it again. out there. Honestly. I'm yeah, I'm a little surprised. I don't know, make... but if like if you were in an elevator, Michael Irvin's like, "Hey, man, please don't post that." You'd be like, right. "You know, people do this crap. People post." I whatever. know, but you know, it depends. If now, look, he was in the club level, the box. You know, it's maybe a little bit different. Like for people... a Cowboys playoff yeah. game, that's probably some. No, the game was in Tampa. If you're a Bucks fan, oh, yeah, you don't you're care. Right. If you're a Bucks fan, and you enter, you would be like, "Why am I protecting that?" But man, he... but it sounded like he was going box to box to like talk to Cowboys fans. So he might have been yeah. on that Cowboys side of the suite section anyway. Michael Irvin, I mean, it doesn't matter what time of that. That guy's got so much energy; it's incredible. Yeah, he does. He like. <laughs> well, think about all the energy he had in the interview. He's like, "I'm getting ready to go work out." Like, like he okay. hasn't done enough to. Yeah, man. After flying around, but uh, great stuff as always. Let's get to Nick's notes. Gotta write something down. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys, it's that time of year where our senses are heightened a bit. Kind of like first blood, right? I was gonna say our noses. <laughs> our noses have been rubbed. In the blood of what was a, a long and grueling mm-hmm. regular season of football. And this is the time of year where we, we talk about it all year. So I don't want us to forget about it now that it's here. Making your legacy in the postseason. Decisions will likely be made on players' futures either in Kansas City or elsewhere based off what they do this time of year. We just talked about this yesterday with Chris Jones, right? How much would a big postseason impact him? I want to go through a few other players, and we can just kind of go around and discuss how much what they do over the next month is going to impact their future. Let's go specifically in Kansas City. If you want to say no, they're going to move on from him elsewhere, that's fine. That's an acceptable answer. First player. Jarek McKinnon. Nobody's been hotter to end the season. Nine receiving touchdowns. He tied the NFL record for a running back with nine receiving touchdowns this year. He has been a bargain player. I know Bink's been kind of pushing this, and he's 100% right. There is no better value player on the roster than Jarek McKinnon based off what you're paying him and the production that you're getting. But we know he's sort of an anomaly. He's a 30-year-old running back having a career year. He had to miss two straight seasons due to injuries. That's usually end of career for players at his position. Now, all of a sudden, he's getting this sort of second wind of his career. Do you envision a future where Jarek McKinnon is back with the Chiefs next year, just given that history and given the position that he plays? So I don't think it's a guarantee the way I feel like some people are talking about it, but I I definitely think it's very, very likely. Yeah. Um, I don't think it. Some people just assume because he's been so good, like, oh, he's 100% back next year. I'm I'm not so sure I'm at that level. Um, now, if he goes and he goes playoff Damien uh, and helps him win a Super Bowl and ends up coming up with the big play in the Super Bowl and all that, like 
then you get into that kind of that. And, they, and by the way, they let Damian Williams walk too. Let's not forget. And so, so by the way, Jarek McKinnon, $1.3 million made this year. Again, like I said, yeah. he is 30 years old. So if he does come back, mm-hmm. where's that line for you? Of I'd be comfortable paying him this much, not more than that much. Okay, so here's the thing about the price tag for running backs. And why one, I think he'll be back. Four max. I don't even think it would be that much. Playoff, max, do you yeah. know what playoff Damian got? <laughs> Do you know what playoff Damian got for his great effort in Kansas City is end of the season? Similar amount of total yardage, by the way, on the season that year as Jarek McKinnon has had this year. Two and a half million dollars. Yeah, but let's be let's million be real, dollars though, guaranteed. Cody, and Damian Williams was like 26. But let's be real, though. What we I my opinion, what Jarek McKinnon did to close the season is more impressive than what Damian like the impact that he has had in a short amount of time. Like I honestly if you want to do this the last 10 weeks of every season and do nothing the first half of the year, who cares, <laughs> right? Because if you're playing this kind of football at this point in the year, I don't care what you do the, at the, the beginning only, of the season. The only other part that makes it interesting with him and any f- running back that's a free agent is we've talked about this over and over, like how deep the free agent running back class is going to be there to begin with. a million with. of them. So that might suppress the market a little bit because, I mean, he, some of the big, big names, I'm t- you know, of course, at the top, it's Barkley, it's Jacobs, but you can go, I mean, there's a lot of quality running backs. I'm talking 10 of them that are going to be free agents uh, before you even get to him. There are only 17 running backs in the NFL who make more than $4 million a year now. One for three. That's the number. I'll I'll pay you $3 million. That puts you in the same category as what Jamal Williams makes for the Lions or Clyde Edwards-Alaire makes for the Chiefs or Rex Burkhead makes. Everybody else is either on their rookie deal so they make a little bit more money or that. Because the guys who got a little bit more, like Kareem Hunt for $6 million, what he'll make next season, or Gus Edwards, who will make $4 million, I don't think you want to get into that category. Everyone yeah, else is in a And, and, and you got to remember, too, Jarek McKinnon, when he signed that deal with the 49ers, got paid a lot of money to not play very much. I think at one point he had a cap hit of like $5.75 million for a year that he didn't play. But, I mean, that's got to be the fear here, is that we don't want to fall into the trap of paying this guy a multi-year deal. Now, I don't know if he'll get a multi-year deal elsewhere, but based off the way he's playing, like there's always I, like that's sort of the saying in the NFL. There's always one team. Yeah. You think there's always one team who might be willing to overpay? Man, okay. He got four for thirty. Yeah. For yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, and didn't play a whole lot for them. All right. Next up, uh, this guy's been much maligned. We've talked about him a lot this year, but just specifically for what happens in the postseason, how does it impact his future in Kansas City? Orlando Brown Jr. So postseason can't. Can't determine for it a anymore. left tackle. It's kind of weird, right? It's a little bit different. It's uh, the only time people will uh, notice or discuss Orlando Brown Jr. over the next three games if the Chiefs it's play bad. is if it, yeah, as if he's terrible. Nobody's nobody's gonna be sitting here if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl and say, "Man, Orlando Brown Jr. He looks like a top five left tackle the last two weeks." That's just there's no chance it's ever happening. Top five left tackle amongst what the five teams right. that remain? Like but, it's not yeah. as impressive at that so point. So I, I don't believe he can do anything other than piss fans off in the next three games. Unfortunately, so he that's can only he can only hurt his I mean, reputation. Honestly, I think yeah. that's where we're at with him. I think his thing has nothing to do with the play of the postseason. Yeah. It only comes down to if he's willing to not become the richest left tackle in NFL history because that's what he wanted this last offseason. Yeah. And the Chiefs and didn't budge. The question is, will he budge now this offseason? The same thing Nick just said about McKinnon and one team. The d- because of the position value that a left tackle has in general, like somebody will be willing to pay Orlando Brown Jr. Now, it won't be a good football team. It might be a bad football team. Someone will be willing to pay Orlando Brown Jr. what he wants in the offseason. Uh, and again, we, I ho- hopefully uh, it's not the Chiefs because I don't believe with the agent that he has and based off of every comment he made last offseason, Orlando Brown Jr. doesn't strike me as someone that's suddenly going to cave and be willing to take less than even what the Chiefs offered him last year. Okay, so this is a different one, and I think it's an interesting one to close on here because he's a guy who right now everybody wants to resign, but I don't think we have a good idea of the type of money he's yep. going to command on the open market. Juju Smith-Schuster, like... How will he because can, they already want to re-sign him? Mm-hmm. I feel like he could certainly earn money by having a huge postseason. But if he has a quiet postseason, do you think it will cool the interest level of potentially giving him a big contract extension in Kansas City? In Kansas City, it might have more of an impact. But going back to what we just said again about Brown, like look at the free agent class of wide receiver. Juju Bad. is going to be the best available wide receiver. Uh, that's going to get you a multi-year deal somewhere else. 
and it's going to be more than just the MVS deal, obviously. It's going to be closer to the Christian Kirk, if not more. Like for a team that really is looking to go over the edge, whether it's the Giants or the Jets, like a team that just needs one guy to sort of yeah, push it's, them it's into the, relevancy. It's the balance of like understanding like he's in a really good spot in Kansas City. I think he fits this offense perfectly. Uh, you know you got a chance to play with the best quarterback in football. You value all that, but at some point, if someone's willing to offer you considerably more, like you, ha- you, you have to also be smart. Uh, like if you're, if someone's willing to give him an extra year or an extra year of guaranteed money or whatever, any of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, you got, you got to be smart as much as you might love Kansas city. You're going to take where the better off you feel your value is what it is. If you're Juju Smith Schuster, you're going to take that opportunity. It's limited because his market opportunity to me is playoff contender who is also desperate for the thing. It's like Von Miller when he signed with Buffalo, because I think Juju Smith Schuster wants to play for a winner. I don't think he's out here just taking, uh, you know, whoever's deal because it's three years and the other one is two. I think he's made it pretty clear. He likes to stick with winning organizations. It's the only ones he's ever been near. And so, you know, it's like, is it the Jets? Are they a winning organization? You know, are they winning enough? Are they close enough to winning that you take that extra year from them? Because I don't think he's going to take the Bears money just because it's better this offseason, if that makes sense. Those are Nick's notable notes. Coming up next, we'll talk to a wide receiver, former wide receiver, Danian Hughes, part of the Chiefs radio network, what he thinks is going to happen on Saturday afternoon. And we'll ask him some of those same questions about contract decisions the Chiefs are going to have to make. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.